Welcome to the Heavy Duty Parts Report. This podcast is presented by the Heavy Duty Consulting Corporation and hosted by our CEO, Jamie Irvin. At the Heavy Duty Consulting Corporation, we work with manufacturers, distributors, and repair shops who want to grow their business. Do you have a problem that you would like some help with? We have developed fault codes for heavy duty parts businesses, just like they have for commercial trucks. Find out how many fault codes your business has and how you stack up against dozens of other heavy-duty parts businesses. Head to heavydutyconsulting.com and schedule a meeting with us today. All right, let's start this episode. You're listening to the Heavy Duty Parts Report. I'm your host, Jamie Irvin, and this is the show where you get expert advice about the heavy-duty parts you buy and sell and keep you informed about what's happening in the industry. Connection management between a commercial truck and trailer, you know, when, when we think about that, we often think fifth wheel and kingpin. And yet there's many vocations where that connection setup is not ideal and there are alternatives. I'd like to introduce you to Derek Quise, who is the senior director of sales at High Bar Brands. Now, one of their companies is Premier Manufacturing, and that's who we're going to talk about today. And I'm really looking forward to discussing with him their different connection components and how it can have a positive impact on fleets. So, Derek, welcome to the Heavy Duty Parts Report. So happy to have you here. Hey, thanks for the invite. Look forward to this discussion. Well, Derek and I go back many, many, many years. We've both worked in the heavy duty parts industry, and uh, it's really great to finally have you on the show. Very excited about that. For those who maybe aren't completely familiar with uh, the the history of Premier Manufacturing, how long has Premier been in business? Since 1924, so 97 years. Uh, we were the first company that developed the uh, the pinwheel hook in the logging industry out of Oregon, and it expanded to where we are today. And that's kind of one of the reasons why you and I eventually met is because uh, in later years, as the just the tail end of, of old growth logging in the Pacific Northwest was coming to its end, I got into the industry and, and that's how we met. So certainly that logging application, it was a completely different world back then, but uh, the use of those products has endured, as you say, 97 years. Yeah, it has. That's for sure. One of the things that I enjoyed when I was selling parts and and I was representing Premier brand to our customers, we were a distributor for for your company. I really appreciated some of the the ways that Premier went about manufacturing their parts. So what really has made Premier stand out? How does a company have that kind of longevity? I mean, obviously there are some specific things I'd like to understand more about that. Well, it's interesting because um what really set us apart from everyone else, was uh, the alloys that we used. Uh, very unique material. Um, it uh, work hardens. It's, uh, it's designed such that if it, it performs exceptionally well in, in severe service applications. Um, a lot of people in the industry just, they have no clue. They would just basically steer towards our portfolio products because they know it works well. And yet it's because of the materials we use and and our latching mechanisms and what we do to um, to provide not only longevity, but also safety in the, in the marketplace is what's uh, pretty outstanding with our group. And it's one thing to say, okay, we're going to start a company, we're going to start making heavy duty parts, but in order to really be able to be a pioneer in those alloys, what was required 
What kinds of people came together to make that a reality? So our founder um, was a pattern maker. So uh, when they first started, uh, Premiere was actually a pattern and a tool, a tool and die maker. So if you wanted to make a widget, you would approach our founder and uh, he would sit back and basically create molds, tools that are used in, in the uh, steel industry or the casting industry. And it wasn't until that time, um, as logging started to take off, that he says, why am, why am I making things to allow other people to make money? Why don't I just do this myself? And it's pretty interesting, uh, the mind that uh, was behind this individual and what he created. And, and even some simple things that how he created the pattern. He basically scribed on a piece of plywood. dry, And we have etchings of those today. And then from there, he was able to make a three-dimensional component from a piece of plywood, which is unbelievable. And him and his, uh, because he had a metallurgical background, tried different alloys, different things. And, you know, if you think about um, our gold standard today, which is primalloy, the material that work hardens, like I talked about earlier, the base material is very similar to what you see on a railway track. If you notice those tracks, they're always shiny. So as friction builds up on it, it gets harder and harder and harder. So very aggressive material. And yet it's very pliable. It's, uh, it can yield and, and, and perform really well. So that's kind of where it's, it's grown today and um, how they, they, you know, as they've developed new geometry and new designs have really been successful. It's just amazing when you come, you know, someone with that, like you say, that, that background in alloys and metal. And then that entrepreneurial vision to be able to say there's an opportunity here and then to see that need in forestry. But again, this was back in the 1920s, the mid 20s, the early 30s. I mean, it's not like it is today. So just an enormous uh, accomplishment to be able to to succeed the way that the company has. Yeah, you're right. And you know, it's interesting as I've grown with this uh, this company, models that were designed in the 50s and 60s are still used today and specified by major carriers. It's funny uh, to, to see that. Unbelievable, unbelievable. We're gonna take a quick break. We'll be right back. Don't have a heavy duty part number and need to look up a part? Diesel Parts is a cross-reference and parts lookup tool that makes it easier to identify heavy duty parts than ever before. Go to parts.diesellaptops.com or download the app on Apple or Android to create your free account. So before the break, we were talking about the the rich history of premier manufacturing, of how they got their start, 97 years. Derek, thanks so much for recounting some of those uh, you know historical stories of, of how the company got its start. I'd like to talk now about what applications are really best suited to use the, the pintle hook and, and drawbar eye connection. We, we already talked about logging, but there's more than just logging. Yeah, um, in you know, in Canada, for instance, uh, very vocational. Um, you look at uh, the gravel industry; uh, you see a lot of uh, those type of connections, and and why those are important versus perhaps say using a fifth wheel is you need some sort of articulation, right? And the vehicles are are shorter, so you you want to be able to have a vehicle that can go in and out of uh, certain road conditions that are different, and you need that articulation, and you need these uh, connection points to work well. So that's the gravel industry. Uh, if you look at long combination vehicles today, fleets are, are really dealing with driver shortages. Fuel costs are high. So now when you have one truck and multiple trailers, you can carry a lot more uh, cargo. 
which is a lot more efficient today for the fleet. They have one driver versus two drivers in a trailer. Um, so you have long combination vehicles that use pinnel hooks and, and drawbar eyes in those applications. And then into the medium duty uh, market where you have uh, utility companies, municipalities, or construction companies that will have work trailers that have a drawbar eye and they need maybe a combination coupling where it's got a ball or acts as a pinnel hook as well. So there's many different connection points out there that uh, could use a pinnel hook and a drawbar eye connection. So again, we talk about the history of the company, 97 years and counting. What innovation has Premier brought to the pintle hook setup? I'd like to learn about that. We hit something pretty big. About a year and a half ago, we were approached by a major carrier in the United States, uh, one of the largest carriers. And it was surprising uh, when they approached us, they were dealing with um, uh, disconnects, not because of the pintle hook failing, but because drivers would forget to close the, uh, the latch on a pinnel hook. And when they approached us with this, we were, we were thinking, really? You got to put hook up your glad hands, you know, plug in your, your coiled electrical, you hook up your safety chains. How can you forget to close a latch? Something as simple as that. But uh, because of the applications and, and perhaps the time, they, would, they, they may forget to close the latch. And th- this carrier was telling me that they, would, they deal with one disconnect per day. Now they have tens of thousands of vehicles on the road. So although that seems like a lot, it's still significant. And they were doing things such as putting uh, speed bumps in their yard, things to jar the truck and trailer connection apart so that they would drop the trailer in the yard. And they would deal with one major accident per month. Fortunately, they haven't had what we call a nuclear litigation, which is basically in the tens of millions of dollars due to fatalities. But it was serious enough that they approached us and said, can you come up with a solution that uh, takes driver error away? And that's basically a mechanical device that would automatically close the latch if the driver forgot to close it. And how this device works is we, we designed an air cylinder that's connected to the um, air take-up system in the back, the slack adjuster, which is um, an air chamber uh, in the back that has a second port. And when the driver releases that emergency brake, it now trips a little cylinder inside the latch mechanism and automatically closes the latch. So if the driver forgets to close the latch, as soon as they release their emergency brakes, it trips the system and closes it for them. Awesome. Awesome. So when I think about these kinds of innovation and I think about a a fleet's constant pursuit of lowering total cost of operation, this isn't really a cost per mile thing, but uh, you've already talked about litigation. I mean, this does affect the total cost of operation. Absolutely. You think even dropping a trailer in the yard, the damage that occurs to that vehicle, the load that's already inside. So cost, we, we look at... Uh, cost per mile, like you discussed, this is a different type of cost that uh, is very challenging for a fleet because you can't really put a stamp on it, but you don't know what's in the vehicle that got damaged because the trailer dropped, the damage done to the trailer itself, let alone if it happens on the highway. And most interesting, you know, most recently um, in, uh, in Alberta, 
there was a case where um, a dolly disconnected from the, um, the vehicle and a, fal- a fatality ensued. So if we can take away some of these, these pieces that basically could protect the populace and eliminate a black mark on the transportation industry by having a more safer vehicle, that, there's a lot of cost savings there um, that perhaps we don't see and, and can't put a stamp on. But overall, still affecting the total cost because that liability, that damage to the vehicles, uh, the injury to pe- people in the public. I mean, all of those things contribute to negatively impacting a fleet and, and the industry as a whole. So fantastic to be involved in that kind of solution. You know, Derek, uh, it is not part of our outline, but I was remembering something about selling your product. One of the things that I remember is that a lot of fleets with the pintle hook set up, if they they weren't necessarily in a drop and, and hook kind of thing, like like in a a fleet that does a lot of, of trucks coming in and switching trailers. Sometimes these uh, units, like in a gravel instance, would be hooked up for a long period of time. And because of the environments that they're working in, there was a lot of stuff on the road. And, um, you know, I remember guys saying that it was a real pain when these things would seize up. You guys engineered some really interesting technology on one of your pintle hooks to actually be able to address that issue. Could we talk about that a little bit? For sure. Uh, It's called the extended life. So in our 2000 series couplings, uh, which are very common in, uh, in Canada as well, Corrosion is the monster that uh, everyone's dealing with, whether it's due to electrical uh, failures to other things. Corrosion's the monster that we have out there. What we did is we evaluated our, our pivot point, our, the weakest link, which is basically the latch mechanism. And uh, what we did is we decided we bore out the uh, pivot points. We uh, put oil impregnated bronze bushings in there, which hold about 30% of their weight in, in lubrication. Uh, we plated our pins. We use stainless steel uh, springs, as well as uh, these are drilled and tapped to accept uh, lubrication. Something as simple as that has basically eliminated a corrosion issue from that uh, that connection point or that pivot point. So it's been really uh, groundbreaking. And as a matter of fact, it's become our number one selling component in Canada because a lot of these fleets, they could take their existing 2000 series model put this extended life latch kit into it, and they're back to uh, OEM specifications and a much longer life latch mechanism for this market. Right. So if you're going to upgrade from the 370 to the 2000, you're going to go right to the one with the extended. But if you've already got a 2000, you can actually upgrade it with this uh, kit. So either way, you can get there. You bet. So the 370 model would go to a 2300, for instance, 2300. EL is the extended life uh, model, but yes, you got it. Yeah, it's been a couple of years since I've sold it, so I don't remember all the the part numbers. (laughs) Good memory. (laughs) All right. Well, we're going to keep talking about some of the great innovative things that uh, your company is doing in a minute. We'll take another break. We'll be right back. When repairing a diesel engine, it is essential to only use high quality engine parts. AFA Industries manufactures OEM quality complete in-frame kits replacement engine parts, and seals and gaskets for diesel engines at great aftermarket prices. To learn more, go to afaindustries.com where you can request them to direct you to a local distributor. Check out afaindustries.com today. Before the break, we were talking about some of the great innovations that Premier Manufacturing has brought to the uh, Pintle Hook and Drawbar I setup. 
to the industry as a whole for connection management. And Derek, I'd like to talk a little bit about front end assemblies. And I kind of was interested about how does your patented products improve the bushing performance and the longevity of those bushings? Well, when we first developed uh, the swivel drawbar eye, for instance, that's part of this uh, front end assembly. Back in the day, we would use like a coarse thread, for instance, and a castellated nut. And at that standpoint, we, we also had a solid steel housing. But uh, you, ha- you don't get any preload when you, uh, and what preload is, is basically when you're tight- tightening the nut, you want to have some sort of uh, stress on the thread so that you basically have a, mu- a much tighter connection. So when you have a steel housing, you had uh, metal to metal wear, so accelerated wear. But you had jarring back and forth because we needed to use a castellated nut. And when you put the cotter pin in it, you can never get an infinite adjustment from there. So we had to go through some different renditions. And then so we went from the steel housing to a bushed uh, housing where we had bushings in place. Well, the nice thing about any bushing, it absorbs a lot of shock and vibration, which transfers to other things. So, yes, we're in the off-road applications. These poor drivers are getting jarred as it is. So they may not notice it, but when you can take and, and absorb a lot of the shock and vibration that occurs, it, a lot of your other components, you're extending the life of those components, whether you know it or not. So we went from that, basically rubber bushings inside of a housing, and then we've transitioned to poly bushings, which basically are impervious to chemical attack, extreme tem- temperature conditions. We have applications in, in South America where they're dealing with 40 degrees Celsius temperatures, severe off-roads, hauling 70 tons per trailer to um, other applications in northern Alberta where it's 40 below, right? And and you want these uh, bushings to still perform, maintain their elasticity and provide uh, performance throughout the, the vehicle. We've done some new things as well for severe service applications where it contains everything within the, the load. So under force, uh, it's tremendous force it basically brings everything within the housing and and it gives you a solid base, even though it's not metal to metal. So there's some unique things we've done with our uh, front ends. Infinite adjustability. That was a, uh, something that got my attention right away. Can, can you just go into a little bit more detail about how important that is? Yeah. Think about the load. We're, we're carrying, um, you know, tens of thousands of pounds of, of, of cargo, whether it's gravel, liquid, you name it. And you're on the highway and you are stopping and starting. You are maneuvering. Maybe you're off road. The, fo- um, the forces that occur at speeds within a small little frame has a tremendous amount of spike load and uh, changes loading conditions. So just imagine if you did not have infinite adjustment, and you had incremental adjustment, you now have loose components. So you you now are accelerating um, a lot of uh, the stress on other components, as I mentioned earlier, on the vehicles. But think about the coupling component itself. You think about the accelerated wear that occurs. So if you want to keep the life of your components and enjoy longevity, you want to make sure that you provide infinite adjustability so that you now have tight connections that don't accelerate wear on other uh, components on, on that uh, connection point. So our infinite adjustments go from housings, swivel drawbar eyes, 
infinite adjustments on our hinge assembly, even infinite adjustments on the air take-up system that we have on our pinnel hooks. You don't have to adjust it. It's set. So if you can do that for your complete connection point, you've now provided a really good system for the drivers and the, and the fleet managers. Awesome. Well, thanks for taking a minute to explain that. If you could leave people with just one thing to remember about Premier, what's, what's that one thing? We are a solutions provider, and it's part of the High Bar Brands mantra where we are a solutions provider to the industry. We're always going to look for things that could uh, improve performance, life, and provide satisfaction to the end user that they know they have a domestic-made manufacturer with direct um, people that are there to work with them, help provide solutions to them, and give them something that they need in their, in their applications. You've been listening to the Heavy Duty Parts Report. I'm your host, Jamie Irvin. We've been speaking with Derek Quise, who is the Senior Director of Sales at High Bar Brands, and they own Premier Manufacturing. Derek, uh, I really appreciate you being on the show. And if people want to learn more, they can go to Premier dash mfg.com so that stands for manufacturing so that's premier dash mfg.com links will be in the show notes derek thanks for being on the heavy duty parts report thank you appreciate it thank you so much for tuning in to this week's episode of the heavy duty parts report i'm your host jamie irvin and i just like to remind everyone to focus on cost per mile and <laughs> let's keep those trucks and trailers rolling HDA Truck Pride is the heart of the independent parts and service channel. They have 750 parts stores and 450 service centers conveniently located across the U.S. and Canada. Visit heavydutypartsreport.com slash HDA Truck Pride today to find a location near you. Again, that's heavydutypartsreport.com slash HDA Truck Pride and let the heart of the independent service channel take care of your commercial equipment.